What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Oh, we got another great show for you this week. We are so thankful for our friends, our families, and of course, you, the listeners, for downloading and listening to our shenanigans every week. Uh, we have a lot of stuff in store in the next coming year, and we hope you stick by us and, you know, tell everybody. Also, you know, go on your whatever platform you use to listen to the show. Give us a high rating, and that'll just promote the show even more so than we do on Instagram and untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us, and we'll friend you back. You can also email us at coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. And there are still a few weeks left before Christmas for those of you who are in the Arizona in, in the Arizona, in the state of Arizona, or will be in Arizona on January 15th of 2022. That's right. I'm talking about the Copper State Beer Festival out there in Mesa, Arizona. So uh, tickets are still on sale. Just go to CopperStateBeerFest.com. They have everything from VIP all the way down to designated driver. All right. So with that said... It's time now for another cold brew. What's up, Chrome? It's our turn, baby. Beer reviews. We got them beer and the Gucci is beer news. We Gucci, baby. This ain't our job, <laughs> but we're still fly. You know we're the flyers. Barely pay our rent. Because all our money is spent. Hey, you know that's right. On barrel eight styles mm. and barley wine. That's barley wine, though. We raise a glass to our heroes who have passed. R.I.P. Sports TV and movies too. Pop culture. We talk about anything. your pre-recorder from cold brew studios i am greg he is sorcerer chromatic and we're here to talk about beer yes we are oh man are you still in a food coma like i am oh yeah that trip to fan be hitting again definitely <laughs> did you have a good uh fulfilling thanksgiving this year yeah it, it was nice it was it was low-key it was uh it was very enjoyable Right on. I uh, yeah, I can only imagine with the uh, the extra, with the extra addition to our family in the house. It must have been a little bit more. You must have been a little bit more thankful this year than than last year. Oh, definitely. Very good. Yeah, we had a very low key uh, Thanksgiving over here in Arizona, but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit um, later on in the show during our drunken shenanigans. But now, let's get to our beers, shall we? Sure. So I have from our friends out in Pla Auburn, Placer County, California. From Knee Deep Brewing Company, I have their Arcade IPA. Huh. Now, according to uh, the can label, it is 7%. It's an IPA. It's a West Coast style IPA. Definitely ain't playing Arcade IPA. Features... Robust hoppy flavors from Amarillo and Cascade hops against a light and malt recessed backdrop. Bright, fruity, piney, and crisp, and this modern American IPA is best enjoyed while playing your favorite video game. Later on in the show, we are going to talk about our favorite video games 
um, arcade, you know, the coin ops. So uh, be prepared for that. But uh, before we get into all that, pop off. All right, what do you got? I got from our friends at Altamont Viewers their Cerveza Familia Murrieta. Oh wow! Okay, so you you've been on a like a stout kick for a while. Now you're going to a Mexican style lager. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, just switching it up. I had it. Um, okay, so check it out. I I haven't seen this one until recent. So uh, you know, right away you're thinking a, a summer beer, you know, a, or a lighter beer, a, right. a, a, a day crusher, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, you know, with the, the I you know I get up with caught up with the the, the fall beers, the Oktoberfest, and the winter styles. So um, yeah. yeah, when I when I saw it, you know, the fact that I'm a, a fan of Ultima, I just uh, it was an easy call, and uh, yeah, it's something to change up uh, change up my lineup a little bit. And um, you know, I'm I'm just intrigued on their take for a uh, you know Mexican style beer. Yeah, I know you're a very big fan of Ultima Beer Works out of Livermore, California. What's that bad boy right, hitting so, at? Does it say on the can? It does. It's, this one's coming in at a, at a respectable 4.7. Okay, right on. That's about what I expected. I was expecting below 5, so perfect. And this is nothing better than sharing good times and some crisp Mexican style lagers with the familia. We're excited to release our version with premium filter malt, flaked maize, and a touch of Vienna malt. Or as the uh, Native Americans call it, maize. All right. And with that said, <laughs> oh, very nice. Um, I like this uh, this arcade uh, IPA. It's a definitely a West Coast, very hoppy, danky, floral, and you get a lot of piney, dank notes. Like I like I said, it was dank. So even in the uh, the aroma, it's it's a callback to back uh, in the day when. IPAs or IPAs, so nice and clear. Yeah, it's a it's a golden color. I wouldn't call it. Uh, it's definitely not straw, but it's not even close to amber. So it's a nice gold clear, perfectly crisp and knee deep. You know as much as anybody else that knee deep. They do very good IPA, especially West Coast style. In fact, that's how they cut their tooth in the California beer scene is producing very hoppy, danky IPAs. Oh yeah, definitely. So how's your uh, uh, how's your lager? Well, it is very very light in color. It is one of the lightest color beers I've seen. Okay. I mean, not to knock it, but you know, it's like it, it, it looks like Michelob Ultra light. You know? <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say Bud Light Ultra, uh, Bud Light color. <laughs> yeah, but so, like fifty five. Super straw. No, but even even Bud Light's got a little more gold to this man. This mm. is like. Gotcha. Super, super light. Yeah. But still, but still boasting 4.7 though. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, the aromatic there, it smells, smells like beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, this is nice. Yeah. What do you get? I've got that little corn, got that little corniness to it. So it tastes right. like, tastes more like a big beer, but it's got that, it, it's, more like a Pacifico, I'm gonna say. Okay. 
Yeah. Then I posted like Modelo or Corona. But right yeah, then you get a little bit of that maize flavor. Mm-hmm. Not like El, El Soli. Remember, you know El Soli by 21st Amendment, right? Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, that one tastes or, yeah. like you're eating chips and you're drinking beer. This one, not as, more, a little bit more as, uh, subtle with the uh, with the corn. Oh, okay. All right. More subtle corn. I like that. Yeah, when it's too corny, it's like, it's just, it's too much for me anyway. But I appreciate when people say me so. <laughs> All right, so we will rate these later on our untapped portion of the show. Don't forget to follow us on Untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us, and we'll friend you back. But right now, it's time for the beer news. All right, remember last week I told you it was kind of a slow news week? I forgot I had put a couple stories in my notes, and it was definitely anything but a slow news week last week week um, because I forgot good beer hunting reported that McKellar and three Floyds are splitting up so you know three Floyds out of uh, Munster Indiana and McKellar out of Denmark but they're you know they have uh, spots all over the I think there's a New York one and a San Francisco one and San Diego that's where uh, all the shit happened out in California some dumb shit happened in California and anyway, so Three Floyds and McKellar um, is being dissolved. Both Warpigs, Copenhagen, Brew Pub, and U.S. Beer Brand will continue to operate as independent businesses. Uh, the Warpigs split comes a day after details emerged. McKellar lied about the timeline of when it knew about harassment and safety issues at its San Diego Brew Pub. But a former employee says tensions between the two halves of Warpigs existed for years. Millions are at stake in this split. Documents for Warpigs Copenhagen show the brew pub reported $3.8 million in gross profits, $1.9 million in operating profit last year. Warpigs USA beer brand sold in the U.S. since 2017 made 11,000 barrels in 2020. So that's a, uh, you know, that's, it's a, that's a hard fucking thing to do, man, to, to leave all that money on the table. But if you're that adamant about your business um, organization, your organization model and stuff like that, then then I guess, you know, you got to go, you got to play the long game and not the short game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't want to sound like all all spiritual and and philosophy, but, you know, uh, not all money is good money. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, passing on this might lead to rewards later. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I, I was just reading a story I forgot if it was Business Week or something like that. There's a makeup company out of the UK called Lush. I don't know if you heard of them or if your if your wife uses them or anyone else you know. But they decided on Black Friday to le- delete all their social media, like from Facebook and Snapchat or TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that, because they felt that the makeup marketplace on social media was harmful for the mental health of women. Um, I, I can see that. Um, and so they're they're I leaving they're leaving thirteen million dollars on the table with that move. I, I get that with the social media and uh, and then you know uh, you know uh, photo filters and, and even editing. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a it's a huge source of uh, of giving, uh, especially younger girls. Uh, you know uh, you know 
like uh, complexes body and shit. images or yeah. yeah complexes on complexes and attraction and and uh you know when in reality that even these models are modified where the looks up can be obtained naturally so oh yeah one of my yeah. favorite uh subreddits on reddit is the instagram versus reality because <laughs> they'll show like the uh, the actual person and then like after their their airbrush and their well there's not airbrush anymore it's photoshop right are you in a i mean yeah or even the all those what snapchat and all that they, i mean the filters like, yeah more, right? yeah i mean i associate snapchat with the filter i mean they were the first ones that i knew about yeah oh yeah now, now they're all doing it so you can get rid of your wrinkles and and splotches and everything and yeah it's pretty bad even the the celebrities you know the, I, I, the kardashians were known for using their um some of those apps to uh to accent your body um figure and then like you know the the girls who the women who watch it uh, or who look at them um feel that they're inadequate and then at the same time the guys who look at it feel that their women are aren't good enough they're they're not so it, it's both it's not just the women's mental health it's men's mental health too right anyway so uh, good on uh Three Floyds and and Lush and even McKellar. I hope they 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 learn the error of their ways and they because they make good beer. You know I I, I enjoy uh, McKellar beer. I haven't had it in a while because uh, I haven't seen it out here too often in Arizona. But I know they make good beer and I hope they get their act right and they are able to um, uh, still succeed because I think they're an important part of the the beer industry. Yeah, I, I get that. In fact, uh, I think I got their they 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 um they got contracted to make the next uh, Game of Thrones beers. Right. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, um, oh, go ahead. You have being one more a thing? fan of yeah. Well, just being a fan of of beer and Game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> I like to I like to with good conscience uh, support the uh, both of them be able to. Uh, to, to yeah to to support uh without being hypocritical gotcha all right moving on to the from the hong kong free press Ooh, here the, we go. <laughs> the headline is misguided unethical dangerous those are in quotes anti-domestic violence bloody woman beer attracts criticism so the Hong Kong chapter of an association of women beer brewers, Pink Boots Society. We are familiar with them. We've had a, um, one of the Pink Boots members from Seattle, I believe, on the show a long time ago. Um, is behind the charitable campaign. What are you going to say? I said, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, promoted as, quote, the drink we wished we didn't have to serve. The line of beers was launched in time for Thursday's UN International Day for Elimination of Domestic Violence Against Women. The products were brewed to tackle domestic violence against women according to promotional material. However, the names of the beer have been drawing criticism because they are a variation of Bloody Mary. So there's like Bloody Olivia, Bloody Charlotte, and Bloody Rachel. A uh, graphic on the can website shows can designs that make drinker appear as if they are cla clasping a woman's neck, arm, or back as they swig the beverage. 
So like one of them is like a, the neck of a person. I'm assuming it's a woman. It says Bloody Charlotte. So when you grab the can, it's like you're grabbing her neck. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of backfiring. A little bit. Uh, but what they want to do is promote, uh, talk about domestic violence. They want to, so I don't know. Um, each can features a real life story of a domestic violence, of domestic violence survivors and displays on its label quote from a, Victim, their quote, story of hope and a QR code to the campaign's website, which contains details to four domestic violence support groups. It's a double edged sword here on this one. It's still, it might be done in bad taste, but at least it's getting notoriety. People are talking about it, and that's what they want. That's what they're going for. So I don't know how I feel about this one. That whole cause and and you know being, you know making people aware that it's still an issue. Um, yeah, then you turn around and the the can art kind of uh, doesn't give the message you think uh, goes with what you're going for. Uh, let's see. Uh, according to the associate professor in law at the University of Hong Kong's Women's Studies Research Center, Puja Kapai, she that's she's the one who called it misguided, unethical, and dangerous. But is, I, could, I could see how it's misguided and dangerous. I don't know about unethical, but I do see how it's misguided and dangerous. Uh, the design of the can seeks to capitalize on the trauma of victims by portraying them as bloodied and brutalized, encouraging patrons to become consumers of domestic violence and can trigger the trauma of survivors. I could see that. I could see how one of these cans might trigger something. You never know what's going to be a trigger for PTSD. Anyway, and then, uh, so yeah, that's uh, coming out of Hong Kong as far as I know. I don't know if there's, it's going to be any stateside, but I thought it was noteworthy. And one more thing. Remember a while back I told you that Sam Adams was sending some hops into space on SpaceX? Well, they are back. You know, we talked about the Nkasi sent yeast into space and brought them back. Um, Sam Adams sent hops into space, and now they have... Their spacecraft IPA. Uh, let's see here. They uh, when private astronauts on SpaceX's Crew Dragon Inspiration Four mission circled Earth in September, they weren't alone. The payload included 66 pounds or 30 kilograms of Citra and Mosaic hops, two classic choices for IPAs. In exchange for the hops, Sam Adams pledged $100,000 to St. Jude Children's Hospital. As a part of the mission's fundraiser. So that's kind of cool. Good for them. How come they couldn't uh, do 150 or 200? No. The special release spacecraft is only available through Sam Adams Boston Brewery and Tap Room. But I just thought it was worth it. I just wanted to follow up on a story that we had talked about um, back in September. All right. You know what time it is? Good. Time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed oh. to give you what you need. So let me ask you this. Hmm. What are you drinking this season? This season? Ah, pretty much beer. <laughs> That's about it. That's the only thing I plan on. But I'm not averse to maybe drinking some wine. Maybe with, you know the wine goes well with turkey, but I had beer on Thanksgiving. Maybe on uh, in Christmas, maybe I'll have a glass of wine with my uh, with my meal. 
What are you drinking? Nice. <laughs> what am I not actually, drinking? Okay, actually, okay. Uh, well, uh, a refresher, um, especially for those of us who uh, listeners haven't uh, been around or yeah. uh, popped back in. Um, my my second daughter was just so mm-hmm. been a little over a week. So I've been really chill with her just because because I'm always on duty. Oh yeah, yeah. Not that it's it's crazy needy, just you know, I don't want to get all smashed and not wake up and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I get it. Trying to, trying to get her uh, on a little teen schedule or yep. feel out. However, I do I do uh, have a little sip here and there, different stuff. Yeah, yes, beer, uh, get some wine yeah. when I can. Join it. No, yeah, no, I get it. What's your uh, list story about though? Uh, the best winter beers for 2021. Ah, oh, very nice. Now, this one's pretty cool. This article is pretty cool. Um, it's, it, uh, it kind of breaks down. Um, so, a style that's popular for winter, it goes, it goes by style and then it gives some suggestions. Okay. The first on our list is the Wee Heavies. Oh, yeah, the Scottish style ales. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's a Scotch ale, the Wee Heavy. And the, it got its name because um, the, the nickname We Heavy would be um, because it was um, it, it was a strong ale that was always served in small glasses. Okay, so we mean you know, small. Always, yeah, so it was just like whenever you ordered that that type of ale, you know, the stronger ales, they would always give you um, a smaller serving just because they were stronger. Yeah, no, so, it still happens today. Yeah, the little juxtaposition of wheat, small, mm-hmm. heavy. So, um, let's see. are top many brews that are originally served in small quantities. That's the wee heavy, the wee heavy nickname. Yeah. For a few shillings in the Scotland, the style is boiled extensively in kettles, which creates toasty caramelization and sweet full-bodied flavors. Many cocktails also have higher a higher a higher alcohol by volume making them perfect for cold weather right uh, your expert also called cicerones recommend serving with gamey meats spicy food gamey meats huh yeah i can see that i don't buy spicy foods but i can see gamey meats but what do i know i'm not a cicerone right not a fan of game. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I had them. I had some. Because to me, that means that, well, game meets it seems kind of chewy. Right. Yeah. So it's a wrong, but, like, but then again, like, I don't know, I hear, like, you know, some, like exotic birds or, like, venison or whatever could be gamey if you don't do it right. Mm-hmm. Or if you have it, that's that way. Yeah. Nevertheless, give these try. The, as it, Orkney Brewing. There's Skulls Bitter. That's out of Orchid Batman. Uh, Revolution Brewing. The Gravedigger Billy. Oh, okay. Uh, the Truckier <laughs> House Brewery. Mm-hmm. It's out of Tebleshire, Scotland. It's called the Truckier <laughs> Jacobite. Yeah. Bill's Brewery, the old-fashioned holiday ale. 
Huh. Yeah, so the Grape Digger Billy is the strongest out of all of them, but 13.2. All right. Next, the Barley Wine. Ooh, yeah. I love Barley Wines. High in alcohol, bittersweet taste. Um, the name Barley Wine contains no actual wine. Mm-hmm. They earn the moniker due to their complexity of flavors. Ooh, look at these guys. I thought barley wines earned their name because it was the, it was like an embargo on French wine in England, so they brewed beers that rivaled the strength of wine. I thought we talked oh, about that, or maybe I read that in that Mosher book. <laughs> I guess not. Hey, that was written before the internet. Uh. Oh, was it brewed? No, I could, yeah, I don't know. We may never. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> All right. So they suggest uh, from Steel Toe Brewing, Before the Dawn, um, from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, Bigfoot Barley Wine, Goose mm-hmm. uh, Island Beer Company, their Bourbon County brand Barley Wine, that didn't get released. I have one of those. I yeah, know I have one of say, those. That's not fair because it's not released every year. Right. And then, the, is it Weyerbacher Growing Company? Yeah. Uh, they're old-fashioned. And, yeah, I like that. These are all heavy hitters. I mean, like, it's oh, yeah. to, uh 13.8. The Silent is 14.4. The old-fashioned entity is 13.3. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's back. Here we go. This this style of beer needs no uh, needs okay. no detail. The good old fashioned Russian Imperial Stout. Oh yeah. So they recommend to give these a try from Founders Brewing Company. Their Imperial Stout from Brooklyn Brewery. Their Black Chocolate Stout. Oh, do you guys get that one out there? I don't get that one out here. I want to try that one. The Black Chocolate Stout, maybe. I I may have seen it in years past. I haven't been to any of the the bigger stores in a while so uh, I'll, I'll take a look from Scared Nevada Brewing Company or Narwhal Real Stout mm-hmm. from Port Brewing Santa's Little Help oh yeah I think you've had that one on the show before if I'm not mistaken so. yeah next the Baltic Porter oh nice I like Baltic Porters so for those of you not familiar with the uh, Baltic Porter mm-hmm. it was uh, by Western Brewers uh, they're just their strong remote porters shipped across the North Sea to the Baltic regions. Uh, the addition of stale ales. <laughs> stale added, ales. <laughs> which added a acidic flavor to the beer. They're a smoky, roasty, multi character. So um, it's, it recommends these the Jack Abbey Brewing Barrel Aged Framingham. Okay. The storage variant, by the way. <laughs> uh, from Great Craft Brewing, the Old Had Joy. Yeah, I like that. Uh, from Oi Scheinberg Schroff. I don't know how to say that one. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a Jewish name. Scheinberg Schroff of Porter. And then the, what oh, I like the, the Smutty Nose Brewing Company. They're Baltimore. Oh, I've heard of Smutty Nose before. I think I've heard of Henry's Highlight. 
Or not Henry's. Uh, uh, Harry's half bra. So excuse me. I know. Nobody knows. I know we mentioned this before. I don't know in what context. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is the Doppelbach. For those of you that oh, nice. German. Yeah, that's a great this style. Doppelbach. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Translator. From Barberai Aang. Aang. Not Aang. Oh, oh, it uh, should be. It's a celebrator. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, so that is Aang. Yeah, but it just, well, they just have it A Y I N G. All right, maybe that's how they, maybe that's the official name, but over here in the States, we call it Aynger. I don't know. Right. Seems right. Then from Troy, how do you say it? Troyx? Oh, Traegs. I I just say Traegs. Traegs Burn Company. (laughs) The generator from Schloss Egenberg, the Semi Claus Classic Beer. (laughs) You say Semi Claus? Yeah, S A M I C H L A U S. Oh, okay. And the Foster Brewery Adenshir Doppelbach Dunkel. Ooh, a Dunkel. All right. And then next on the list is one of my favorites. It's the Barrel Age Beer. Uh huh. So, for those of you that don't know, they take a. Most of the time, it's out or a strong beer. Yeah. They put it barrel that had a. Uh, some sort of spirit, mostly whiskey, sometimes a rye, sometimes a specific bourbon. Mm-hmm. So, Fremont Brewing Company, the Bourbon Barrel Dark Star. Oh, yeah. The Guinness Open Gate Brewery and Barrel House, their barrel a stock ale. Stock ale, is that what we said? Yep. Okay. The Great Divide Brewing Company, the Hibernation and Ooh, hibernation ale, huh? Five one brewing company. Their whiskey barrel eight double peak quarter. Did you say five one two? Yes. Oh, cause uh, I remember when I went to Texas for uh, a work related education, the teacher there um, found out I was well because they found out I like craft beer because uh, one of the he did like a little survey or questionnaire in the beginning of the class and they asked everyone if you didn't work, you know, at our company, what would you like to be doing? Like, oh, your dream job. And I told him I'd, I'd wanted a craft beer bar. And so he came over afterwards and we started talking about beer and he recommended Red five one. What? Red yeah. <laughs> he recommended uh, five one two. That was because he's from San Antonio. So that was like one of his favorite breweries. Yeah, they're out of Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I mean, he's Texas, so he gets it out there. That's, that's the only reason I bring it, brought it up, but yeah, that was one of his favorites from Texas. So I haven't seen it out here, but that's not the first time I heard of Five One Two. Cool. Very cool. And finally, on this list, the Winter Warmer. Oh, I had a good Winter Warmer today. I'll tell you about it after you you give your examples. Okay. So, um, recommends. Anger Brewing Company, our special ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Smith Old Brewery, their winter welcome ale. Uh, Southern Tier Brewing Company, Old Man Winter. <laughs> All right. 21st 
breather partisan. Oh yeah, I haven't had that one in years. Well, that just makes it serious. I was over at um, Simple Machine uh, tonight. I uh, went to go see a, uh, my friend Taylor, who had come in for Thanksgiving. She's leaving tomorrow, and so I just put that out in on Instagram. Um, someone, if you know, who's going out tonight? And she said she's going to be at Simple Machine. So I went over there to meet up with her, and they had this beer called Cousin Eddie's Winter Warmer. The uh, yeah, the it, the what do you call it? The the, the can art it pays tribute to uh, Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation, of course. But this was a good winter warmer, man. Usually when I have a winter warmer, it's kind of like spicy and warm and everything. And that's fine. You know, that I know what I'm getting into. But this one was sweet. Um, it was really good. I thought it was fantastic. In fact, on Untapped right now, it's got a overall rating of 4.34. And one of our friends rated it at 5. Oh, and that was... Uh, our friend uh, Rachel Bierkowski, the professor. So yeah, this that was excellent. And I talked to the brewer, Marshall. He just happened to be there, so uh, he came over to our table. He was talking with us, and I told him how fantastic I thought it was. And he, he goes, "Well, did you have last year's? Because he's about to see if I had it before. You know, this is my second time having it. Because last year was their first year, the 2020. I said no. Is that okay? Good. Yeah, this one's <laughs> this one's better." <laughs> So I guess their first last year's he didn't really care for their last year's, but yeah, winter warmer is a good one, and I got it specifically because it was a winter warmer because I haven't had one this year until now. Right. So how's your beer treating you, man? Good. Almost done. Damn, that was quick. All right, so I remember it was Altima and it was a um, a Mexican lager, but what was it called? Cerveza Familia. Marietta. Cerveza. Oh, yeah, there it is. Cerveza. They just, uh, on Untapped, it's just called Cerveza Burrieta. So, what would you like to rate this beer at? I'm going to this one at 375. 375. Right now, it's an overall rating of 3.68. So, we're going to check in at 375. And what are your notes for this one? Um, oh, light, crisp. Light and crisp. And what else? Or is that it? And corny. And corny. Corny. <laughs> All right. What did we say? Cornish? Like the game. Okay. And check in. All right, so mine is arcade ipa by knee deep brewing um this one's this one's good this is a good ipa west coast ipa uh i'm not not in love with it it is really good though i'm gonna give it a 375 just like you gave yours i think for me it's a little um it's just not it just doesn't have that quality that i'm looking for i guess um so 375, I guess it maybe because it's a little too fruity. It's a little too fruity for a West Coast IPA. For me anyway, for my taste. I, I want it more um, like piney and maybe if, if it's going to be fruity, it should be more citric. So I'm going to give this one a 375. And let me see, look it up real quick. 
Oh, it has an overall rating of 3.74, so I'm right there with everyone else. So I'm going to say it is <laughs> bright, um, dank, and uh, fruity. Let's save and check in. All right, so uh, did you have did you have any beer on Thanksgiving? Yeah, I actually actually had some more of my um, what is it? Ice box, my double box, like their winter double. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Very cool. What about um, what uh, what's your favorite dish for Thanksgiving? Uh, aside from turkey, your favorite side dish? I think we may have talked about this last year, but I just want you to reiterate. I like uh, dressing. Like the stuffing? Well, then, yeah, that's the thing. It, it's only stuffing if it was cooked in the bird. If it was cooked in a... Oh, okay. In a vessel. Yeah. <laughs> the, <bird>. the, <laughs> the cavity of the bird. <laughs> um, My ex's mom, she, she actually makes stuffing. She cooks it in the bird. And you know what? Like, I like well, the... Like, a lot of people... Yeah. A lot of people want to... It's the same initial recipe mixture, mm -hmm. and I'll put some of the bird's eggs. So. Oh, okay. Um, and I like the the some of like that that's near the the outside because it gets crispy. I, I like those. I, I like the little crunchy parts. But that's just it's me. Still what? It's still tough. Yeah, <laughs> it's still tough. <laughs> and then we also had like uh, mashed potatoes and corn and rice and. I'm not. I'm not a big rice person. On, like the Mexican rice uh, person on on Thanksgiving, I know our family always cooks it. Um, my daughter loves it. She loves the. Uh, she loves mixing her, her mashed potatoes and Mexican rice. But not me. For some reason, I, I just I, I love Mexican rice. Don't get me wrong, but it's not Thanksgiving. Like I'm cool with it, but that's just uh, my own weird tastes. Yeah, I think like my argument is like. Um, yeah, it is very common uh, throughout the year. For me, that's the thing about dressing is I, 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 I get that with holiday meals more than throughout the year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, but real quick before we sign off, since I had this arcade IPA and it's got a, uh, you know the the can art is kind of a it's a pinball it's more the uh, than a, a stand-up arcade but uh, what were some of your favorite arcade arcade games back in the day like when the arcades were big you know you go in throw your quarters or tokens in a in a game what, which ones were you looking forward to back in the day uh, I like Street Fighter 2 oh yeah of course Street Fighter 2 yeah I like that I think that old WWF wrestling one. Oh yeah, uh, was it main? No, not main event. Was it main event? It's the main yeah. event. I, I all I remember was, uh, you know, DBS, the giant with Oh you know, yeah. But the thing that bugged me about that was uh, Andre the Giant, and it was like the same size as everybody else. He wasn't like really giant. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks bigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else? I like Spy Hunter. 
Oh, that was fun. A great song, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good driving game. For me, some of the yeah. ones I, I like, I really enjoyed were um, Star Wars. The, you can either do sit down or stand up, but it was like the uh, the frame. It was like the framework uh, animation. Right, you were in the you were in the spaceship though. You were in red you were red fire. You were like right. Um, yeah, that was uh, for some reason I, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Seven twenty was another one I liked. Oh, the skating game. Yeah, yeah the skating game. Um, and then later on down the line, of course, there was Street Fighter two, and even uh, uh, especially Mortal Kombat. I kind of like that one. While everyone was playing Street Fighter 2, I was getting good at, at Mortal Kombat. But you know what I always liked playing for some reason was uh, Cyberball. Was it Cyberball 2000 or Cyberball 2020? Oh, yeah. Or 2059. I forgot. That was a year after it. But I just we all called it Cyberball because you had the little... It was football, but it was like, what, like four on four or something like that with all the robots. Right. <laughs> Those are great. But man, just the, the, what do you call it? Just the, the gameplay on our consoles and PCs got so much better than arcades that it killed the arcade. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to add to the episode? No. No. All right. Uh, thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers. Cheers. Nice.